no one knew how desperate we really were. So if you're mm-hmm. looking at your loved one and you're scared and you're scared to approach them because they may never talk to you again, that's one of the big things I hear. Rob, if we do this intervention, as I talk about in the addiction intervention book, and we talk about these processes, right? And if I step into that intervention, my loved one may never talk to me. Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator. And I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace, despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the dots between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast. There's a familiar face on the show today, especially if you're listening or viewing on YouTube, and it's Rob Lohman. He appeared on the show maybe a couple of years ago as we, as the podcast was just launching and gaining some traction, and I wanted to have him back because he has a new book that I think you will find so helpful, especially if you are an individual who has in your family, let's say, or any loved one, that individual who is struggling with addiction of of any type, really. Rob has written a book called The Addiction Intervention Book, 11 Breakthrough Strategies for Professionals and Families to Help Clients and Loved Ones Discover Freedom from Addiction. It's hot off the press and some of the questions that he starts with are are these, and then I'm going to say hi to you, Rob. I know you're just hanging out right there, but just hold, let me keep talking about you a little bit. These are the the prompt prompting questions that he has is addiction impacting your family system. Are you at a loss trying to figure out how to help your loved ones struggling with addiction? You know, on the show, we have many overcomers come and share their stories, talk about how they have how God has brought them from low, very low moments in their life. Indeed, Rob even shared that a few years ago and how they have shifted their lives. Their lives have completely shifted and may God be glorified for that, but they've overcome really, really some serious conditions. And so we have a lot of those on the show, but one thing we haven't talked a lot about is helping the loved ones cope when you're watching someone or dealing often with, with, it could even be a friend who is really suffering from addiction. And maybe you wonder, when is that loved one going to hit rock bottom? Maybe you're fearful when your loved one drinks and gets behind the wheel. I know that would be a concern. If, you know, are they going to hit somebody? Are they going to, could there, could someone die as a result of a car accident if they're driving? Oh, those are horrible thoughts to have. So I'm so excited to have you on the show, Rob, and I can't wait to unpack some of these, um, you know, some of these issues and just maybe throw out some inspiration and encouragement for those who do have loved ones suffering. So thank you for joining and coming on the show today. 
Yeah, I'm excited to spend time with you. You know, the one thing I love about you, Victoria, is that you just bring a great energy to people. And so whether you're having a, you know, a great day or a bad day or whatever, it just kind of kicks it up a notch just hearing your voice and seeing you. So um, you you definitely can uh, alter someone's brain makeup and chemistry just talking (laughs) to you. So thanks for having me on again. Well, thank you. Oh, that's so kind of you to say too, Rob. I really appreciate that actually. And okay, so let's just let's just go deep with with those thoughts. Say we have a listener or a viewer who says, yes, that is me. I am the one. My daughter, my son is is caught in just tangled into drug addiction, let's say. You know, and maybe they're thinking these thoughts because on the Choose to Think podcast, as you know, Rob, we try to say, okay, this is the talks where the the thought that we're engaging. This this could be toxic, could just be a lie, and we're engaging that thought, and we want to shift it around to something that brings energy and that is actually truthful and leads our mind into a healthy direction. So perhaps a thought that that viewer listener is having is is you know, I my son will never get better. I don't know what to do. I live in fear all the time. How could we, can you help help us to understand what, what other thoughts we might engage instead, how to replace those, how to deal with, with those fears and those thoughts that uh, are bringing us down? Yeah, definitely. And that is the common, the common thoughts that are going through people in one of the like big boulders in front of someone's mouth when those thoughts come is shame. So they don't share those thoughts with people, Ooh. right? They, they're like, if I share this with my community or whatever, if the, you know, they're a high powered executive or just, you know, or a single mom or whatever, it's like, people are going to think I'm a failure as the parent mm-hmm. or I messed up as the wife or the husband. And so there's this big boulder in front of people's mouths. I feel that's just shame and guilt. So I'm not going to tell you my secrets, Victoria, because then you're going to know but the reality is people already know, you know, the reality is people already know that a loved one's struggling with addiction or that, you know, there's, there's struggles in the marriage and families are being torn apart because of this addiction cycle. So I just want to encourage people that if you feel that big boulder of shame in front of your mouth, that you just don't want to open it and you're just going to hide behind it. it it's only going to get worse. So these thoughts mm-hmm. that we have of, I failed, I failed as a mother, I failed as a father. What did I do wrong? Oh, my mom had the, what did I do wrong thing for years after I got sober? Because she just thought, I never knew how lost my son really was, Mm. you know? And she reached out to my aunt Carol once and said, what do I do? Like, what do I do? I know Rob's not happy. He's not operating his full potential. And my aunt Carol just said, you just got to let him go and trust God. And that was the hardest thing. And she never quit praying. And then, you know, the day came when I, attempted suicide in 2001 and found the rooms of recovery. And that was the answered prayer that my mom had had. Right. And, but, but she didn't keep her thoughts quiet. She had support groups and women and people she talked to, but no one knew how desperate we really were. So if you're Mm -hmm. looking at your loved one and you're scared and you're scared to approach them because they may never talk to you again, that's one of the big things I hear. But Rob, if we do this intervention, as I talk about in the addiction intervention book, and we, talk about these processes, right? And if I step into that intervention, my loved one may never talk to me. And that is why I just open the door for people to just have a conversation and just say, let's get those thoughts out and confidential and just the ability to say, let's just talk and see what's going on in your head. 
So then you can somehow share it with someone else, maybe a close friend or a confidant or a pastor. And so I always open the door and let people just go to recoverwithrob.com and just set up a meeting and say, let's just talk. And uh, mm. whether you're in Hawaii or you know Bangladesh or wherever, just start the conversation because then once you start sharing these thoughts, as you said, that keep us stuck, um, a lot of freedom starts happening. Like, wow, that guy didn't judge me. Hmm. Maybe I'll share a little more. Or he just shared a lot of his story. Jeez, I guess I'm not as original as I thought I was. And mm -hmm. because the real situ thing is that your situation is unique to you, but it's just not unique. And so I just think, I mean, it's, it's hard, but that shame boulder is a big, big deal for people. Yeah. And I hear you saying also that another thought tied into your situation is not unique, though it feels like it is unique, would be a thought like nobody understands me or nobody's ever done this before. And that is a big trap. So when you're talking, Rob, about that session with you that folks can have is is that for the the one addicted or for the caregivers that's for the that's for the family member for that's the family for the, yeah that's okay. for the loved one because they're trying to figure out how to help their loved one but in that mm -hmm. process i mean we have to hold the mirror up a little bit to just say you know people will call and say well he's been doing this for 20 years and and, and people don't do anything about it they don't know how to do something about it so they stay stuck and trapped and then come up with their own coping mechanisms right that then the, the other the spouse they're complaining about and worried about has the same concerns about their loved one because it's just this cycle of um of just mistruths about each other that are just covered up by addictive behaviors and so yeah the call is totally for well, it could be for anybody if someone's just struggling and they say hey i want help i want to talk to rob cool call you know just set up set something up on my calendar but it's for the loved one or it's for the family member and I get both ends of the spectrum coming in and just saying, I can't stop. I can't quit drinking. I need help. And sometimes I just have some really simple questions to move people forward. But for the most part, it's just an open forum to just say, let's just try to get out whatever you're willing to share. No judgment, nothing. Just, I mean, I've seen it all. I've been there myself. It's just like, hey, what do we need to do to take at least a step in the right direction? Mm. What made you so passionate about writing this book? So as an interventionist, I, so when I, when, this, when I was trained to do interventions, I kind of went into a, um, a real quick training and then was just out on my own doing my thing, right? <laughs> Which is not healthy in a lot of ways because you don't know what you're doing in a sense. So I sought out my own mentors and they guided me through the first year of my interventions and just freely provided wisdom. And I said, wow, that's crazy. You do, you do this one kind of differently from other people, but it works that actually that could work for me and my personality, but that won't work. And so it was kind of this putting there's, there's really a, a baseline of how interventions work. Like there's a common thread between different intervention processes. And that was why I, I wrote the book. <laughs> That's why I wanted to write the addiction intervention book. Cause what it started was when the pandemic happened, I was trying to figure out how to reach people. And so I did this 21 day virtual summit, right? With all these professionals around the country and 44 speakers. And I'm like, man, that was a lot of good wisdom. And my heart is for interventions, right? And seeing people and families free. So then I thought, why don't I, oh yeah, I remember I went through this program like a year ago and it talked about interviewing other experts in your field. One creates a commonality and a bond between experts. 
right? But then it also gives people a, a, a variety to see how the heck can I move through this obstacle in my life? So I interviewed about 20 interventionists and narrowed it down to the 10 in the book because they had different flavors to how they help families and they live in different parts of the country. So it's, you know, different locations and things, but every single person in the book has a passionate story about why they like to help people just like myself. And they have a process on how they help people just like myself. And, and through a lot of that, I became better at what I do, but I also want to help other interventionists be better at what they do by learning some new skills or some new angles to an intervention. And then also it's kind of threefold. It's help interventionists be better at what they do mm -hmm. help like therapists and counselors and pastors and lay people that, that are on the front lines and they have no clue really what to do with an, a person with addiction or even an intervention per se. And then just to give the family some hope that says, I mean, cause we share stories all, all through the book, each interventionist shares stories about people they helped. I share stories. I have a lot of quotes in there from clients and families I've helped, but it, it's to say, wow, these people got through it. Even though right now my brain is telling me there is no way mm. that my husband, wife, daughter, grandmother, you know, whomever is ever going to break free from this addiction because they're stuck. And I'm just going to sit back and wait until they hit bottom. Well, one of my philosophies I talk about in the book is that I want to bring the bottom up to your loved one and your family. Mm. So they don't have to hit bottom. If they want to choose to hit bottom, guess what? They can look back on, I'll just say, you know, this day today in their life and they can reflect back on it and whether they chose to get help or they chose to kind of say, you know, forget all of you, I'm out, I'm not doing this and their life got worse. They can at least look back and say, man, my family really tried. They weren't shaming. They weren't yelling at me. They did it in a loving way to give me choices. And I chose live out of a trash bag and in my car instead of go get some help and change my life. And so at least the family knows they did all they could do. Mm. And then the loved one says, Hey, I, I chose option a B or C and I chose C because that's what I want to do. I wasn't ready yet, but eventually some, some people, if they don't want help on the day one, they'll call me a week later or five days later or a month or two later and say, okay, I think I need some help now. Mm. And uh, so there's not one, I, I'll just say this. There's not one way to help the listeners struggling with addiction. There's not one way to help the family struggling with addiction, but our brains tell us it will never, ever change because that's our thought patterns of, mm. well, we'll just wait until Billy loses his company because he's just sleeping around and gambling like crazy and drinking. And eventually it's going to catch up to him. And then he dies and the family regrets it. And the coworkers regret it because they're like, well, we didn't think that would happen. And that's the saddest part when people want to do something, but they don't do anything. And then they regret it because they could have. And those are the hard, those are the, those are really hard ones when I talk to families about that. I can't imagine. And, you know, we're talking about this in a way right now we're discussing it and with very little emotion attached to it. But when we have those aching children, for example, or the spouse, when we're really living it, it is, it's torturous. I read a story recently in a, in a book, uh, it was a Bible study about Ezekiel and revival. And the lady, the author tells a story of about, I think it was her friend who's whose daughter 
was maybe in her early 20s and she had two children and she was in an abusive marriage. She just couldn't get out of that marriage. And so she would have a crisis. She would call her mom. Her mom would come get her, get the kids, take them back to her house, thinking the mom kept thinking this time, it's going to be this time. I'm going to help this time. I'm going to invest more. I'm going to make sure that my daughter and my grandchildren are safe. I'm going to do everything I can to prevent, you know, to kind of stop that relationship. But each and every time the daughter would go back and it, you know, I don't even understand that dynamic exactly, but the, the daughter would keep going out and this, it was a cycle. And I know you deal a lot with people in these cycles, but as parents, we're like, what do we do? I, I want to help. And it's gut-wrenching until ultimately the, the girl called, the daughter called, the mom is going like at 3 a.m. Her daughter is sobbing on the other end. She goes to pick up everyone. Her little grandson says, Nana, I'm hungry because there were drugs involved. There were all kinds of dysfunction and addiction. And this time the mom was prepared and she took her daughter and her grandchildren to a something like a, a, a woman's shelter. And she was screaming and kicking almost not to go in there because it, she was like, mom, you can't do this to me. You, you have got to be kidding me. You cannot put me in this place. And my kids, how could you do that? You don't love us. I know you've heard it all wrong. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, it. Yeah. I know it. But she did something really, really, really hard. And I wanted to charge it up a little bit with emotion because you have a passion for, for intervening and for helping. And a part of that stems from your own past experience, like you were talking about a moment ago and how your mom finally reached out and said something. By the way, how old were you when your, when your mom kind of first noticed mm, something's not right here? Do you remember? <laughs> high school. Oh, it was high school. High, was oh, it yeah. in high school? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But she had the boldness and the courage to kind of get, get on that a little bit. But so I want you to not to give all the details or anything, but just to, so my audience can know a part of your story is and why you're passionate about what you do and what a brilliant idea to gather these specialists with varying stories varying backgrounds a you name it kind of thing i think the reader the listener they're going to find themselves in this book somewhere especially if they're in need of help and encouragement and inspiration but what actually happened to you in your life can you share that with everyone just in a in a couple minutes yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I grew up in a Christian home and so I had the right upbringings and everything, but I was just, I would say I was wired differently than most kids. And once alcohol like officially touched my lips at 14, it was kind of like, oh, it was like a, just this release, right? Because I was the funny, mm -hmm. goofy guy. And that just continued for 15 years. I mean, we'll just throw in all the chaos and that. I mean, you know, just car wrecks and jumping mm -hmm. out of boats at fast speeds and just, just really living on the edge. But there was always this thing in my mind that said, God's going to protect me. But I sure wasn't following a Christian lifestyle, right? And just towards the end, I was dealing a lot with suicide ideation. I was hating who I was. The thoughts of you suck. You, you may as well kill yourself. You don't deserve to be here. Look what you did. And those were haunting me like crazy. And so eventually just, I mean, it just all caught up to me one night. I was hanging out in a bar in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 
And keep in mind, I drank and drove like eight nights a week. And I would drive and have, you know, nine, 10 hour blackouts and just, just awful stuff. And the fact I never ended up in jail or, or actually prison in my addiction is mind blowing. But this evening I was hanging out in a bar in Fort Wayne, Indiana, there was music and girls and it was just loud, just like boom, 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 having a blast. And all of a sudden the entire bar got dead silent. And I audibly heard the words, you're done. And then the bar got really loud again. And that was my experience. No one else mm -hmm. had that experience. And so I was like, I think, I think God just told me I'm done drinking. And I drove home that night feeling different, but highly intoxicated. And I got home. And then the next thing I knew, I had walked up 12 stairs to my one bedroom apartment in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and put 350 pounds on my barbell and lay down on my workout bench. And I picked up that barbell and just dropped it across my chest to kill myself and take myself out of the pain. Mm. And in that moment of unhinging my elbows, God, I believe God stopped time, looked at my dog and said, go save your dad. And Jake came over and started nudging my knee with his head and just tilting, you know, looking at me. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, who's going to feed you in the morning? Mm. Right. And, I mean, and this is like, you know, like time was flying by, but it stopped. And I, and I believe God carries the weight of the world. And that night he was holding this 350 pound barbell for me with not letting it hit my chest and just said, not today. And he put that barbell back on the rack. And I tell you, Victoria, I slept in peace for the first time that night in years, woke up the next morning feeling like a totally different man. And that was the morning I accidentally called my mom and dad. I meant to call my aunt Carol, but I just called my parents. I said, mom, I, I can't quit drinking and gambling. I need help. And wow. I cried for an hour. She cried for an hour. And that was the power of prayer for my mom and my dad that through God saved my life. And um, I, I have not had a craving since that day. I haven't had a drop of alcohol or any drug and never even went through detox or withdrawal. It was just like, God said, you're done, my, my son. And it was, it was gone. Mm. And that's the substance abuse part. We won't get into the rest of it because that's a longer story, but mental health is such an important part of this and the brain and the thoughts. And so just over time, married kids business lost the business and just I just got back to the same place I was in the night before I that happened in 2001 and in 2012 I had a mental nervous breakdown and snapped and the story is long but I ended up going to prison in recovery and that is where I learned about the power of the brain and who we are in Christ and just dove into that and that's why I'm so passionate now and I speak you know around the country and everything about you know hope identity and purpose and that's what God's called me to do because I've had to battle the mind to prevent myself from killing myself multiple times, thanks to who I am in Christ. And that is the freedom I've received. And thank goodness I don't deal with suicide ideation anymore. And I have positive thoughts. And when the negative thoughts come in, um, I just poop them away because they're lies. Yeah. I think Rico heard you talking about your yeah. beloved dog. I and know. I love actually, dogs. he can't hear because I've got phones on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I have two. So <laughs> nice. Hey, we're and, getting in our dog at the end of the month. Dogs oh, are awesome. And I well, love and them, so. yeah. And generally they're, you know, they're very quiet as long as they're in here with me. If not, they'd be going like nuts outside, but you know, they are intuitive just by their very animal nature. And I mean, I can go like this with my little peaky finger and their ears go up. They are yeah. so in tune to me. So, and of course God can, can use any scenario to encourage us in our hearts. And that's a, you know, I knew that story and, and I know a little bit more about your story. And I love that for that you've shared that because 
that makes you so relatable. And then you, I marvel at how God has taken you in, in that scenario and how you have your life now is on fire for him and to help other people from the ashes, you know, rising from that. It's just beautiful to, to behold that and that you're trying to encourage others is like the cherry on top. It's not that God just did that for you, but you're translating that message in a way to encourage so many other people. So what a blessing, what a real blessing that is. So just to kind of recap then about this, the, your book is called The Addiction Intervention Book, 11 Breakthrough Strategies for Professionals and Families to Help Clients and Loved Ones Discover Freedom from Addiction. So I want to encourage everyone to reach out to you. I know that they could email you directly at rob at liftedfromtherut.com. Are there other ways that they could actually reach out to you? And I will have all the links in the show notes and the video description, but what's the best way to get in touch with you. Yeah, I kind of like the most, the easiest way for people to figure out a time that will work for them and know I'm available is just go to recoverwithrob.com. Recover with can, Rob. And that's part of my Lifted from the Rut website. They can learn a lot more about what I do, but recoverwithrob.com, there's just a calendar link, calendar on there, and they can literally schedule a time that works for their schedule and mine and just start the conversation. And I welcome that. There's no, there's no charge or anything. It's just say, hey, here's what's going on. And then we figure out if we can work together or not. I mean, I may not be the right person for you. And if I'm not, I know a lot of other people, a lot of times I am the right person, but I will never work with someone that I'm not a fit for, and they're not a fit for me. Mm -hmm. And not only that complimentary session, but I noticed on the cover of your book, it says free, that word caught my eye. So tell everyone what they can get by purchasing your book on Amazon or where yeah, they so may get it. So on the front cover, there's a, there's a domain name it's, and it has your free gift from rob.com. And really what it does, it brings the book to life because they get to then go watch the interviews with all the interventionists that are in the book. And then also Alan Lisa Robertson, which are part of Duck Dynasty and Duck Commander. They wrote the foreword to the book, which is really cool. And, you know, like there's a video on there about them and my, my business coach, James Malinchak, he was on Secret Millionaire, ABC Secret Millionaire. So they just get a little extra stuff. And then from there, it's just kind of like, hey, thanks for checking it out. And then people can kind of keep learning a lot about what I do. And um, and there's a lot of other things. Like in uh, September, I'm doing a swim for recovery event. And I'm going to swim a mile a day for recovery to raise money and awareness for people that need resources. That And my nonprofit side can help people that really can't afford the help to get some help. So it's something I was swimming in the pool, literally, Victoria, like two weeks ago. And God just said, swim for recovery. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? And I journaled about it later and it was, you know, swim a mile a day, which is 1980 laps in the month of September. And people can donate, you know, like kind of like pledges when we were kids, you know, you use swimathons, mm -hmm. you know, 10 cents, 25 cents, 50 cents, whatever they want to per lap. And then that, all that money goes to help people that continue to further the ministry that I do and just help people that need the help. And I'm just out there on the ground. So it's going to be, I'm excited for that. And I'm also going to have the byproduct of losing this little thing in front of my stomach. I've been wanting to lose for a little while. Sorry, no more donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't do that in September, but uh, I'm always just trying to figure out a way to reach people that would connect with them. And yes. so that's another way. So I'm just a, kind of a creative, creative guy and let my juices and brain kind of run wild. And 
Let it go. Yeah. Is there a link for that yet or not? Not just yet. Swimforrecovery.com. Okay. So swimforrecovery.com. That will be live soon. So if you go there and there's nothing there, it'll, it'll be there really soon, probably after you go there, but it's just a really fun way to reach people because swimming, it was a mental health thing for me my whole life. Mm. I swam through in high school, made it to the state finals as an alternate on their medley team, you know, in breaststroke. And then I had to make a decision, quit drinking or quit swimming because I was getting drunk before practices with my buddies and, and I quit, I quit swimming, you know, but in my own recovery and even in drinking, like I've always swum yeah, (laughs) and I still swim. And that just gives me peace with my headphones on. I just get to listen to sermons or just some pump up music or whatever underwater and just, but now I have to do it because I'm committing to do it for other people. So, yeah, I love that. I really do. Thank you for mentioning that. And I really appreciate the encouragement that you have given that you've offered today in these brief moments to help those loved ones specifically who are engaging thoughts right now that are doing nothing except zapping their emotional uh, energy. And whether it's from, I failed my child, all the way to my child will never break out of this. I mean, the gamut of those, those extreme thinking, whether it's my fault or it's their fault and they'll never make it out and everything in between you have a resource that's available for them. You have made yourself available even for a one-on-one session with those individuals struggling and you continue to pour out and this new initiative as well that's coming up in September with the, the swim for recovery. So we really do applaud you in your efforts. You are a kingdom influencer and it is you're being noticed and it's your efforts matter. And I'm so, I'm so glad to know you. And I'm so glad that, you know, we're kind of in the trenches together. My story isn't one of addiction really, but certainly heartbreak and a real self-focus that that would be more of my story, but our thoughts, like you said a moment ago are so powerful. And when we can take those thoughts captive, and really bring them under the authority and obedience of Christ. And what does that mean? Well, it may just mean that we start believing a biblical truth about who God says we are, what he says about himself and what he says about our circumstance. Then we can find life and hope. It changes everything. So, and I think that's a a message that you're also sending with your ministry. So thank you so much for, for being on the show. Just tell us one more time where we can reach you. Easiest way, just go to recoverwithrob.com. Okay. All right. God bless you. And thank you so much. Thank you. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. 
visit choosetothink.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.